have surprised all of us. There are things um, on everyone's mind of different things of what's what's going to come this this next week. Um, will things get worse? Will they get better? Well, you know, just so many things that are are on our mind and are filling our mind. And um, we need to constantly be thinking and seeing, okay, testing our thoughts and uh, bringing them uh, into captivity and testing them and seeing if they're pleasing to God or not. But um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, um, as, as you know, this was uh, written to Timothy from Paul. And it's interesting that in Paul's, many of the, the books that Paul wrote were written from prison, um, and in the midst of Paul's suffering, he was not thinking of his own suffering and uh, what was ahead of him. But we see that he was actually reaching out. And here we, we have his letter of his encouragement to Timothy. Um, and I, I wanted to just share with you, uh, historians describe the prison uh, that Paul was in here as a former cistern or a dungeon in a well that was a dozen feet below ground. Uh, it was also the last stop for prisoners condemned to die. If they were Roman citizens, they could not be thrown to the lions, so they were often dropped into this small, dank, dark, stone-cold cell. Tradition and strong evidence tell us that the Apostle Paul spent his last days in such a place before being beheaded by the Emperor Nero. In those final days, Paul wrote his second letter to Timothy, the last letter of his life from his dungeon cell. So think about that. In in Paul's suffering, it was not uh, a fearful outlook. It was not poor me. And think about that as we read together in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle, apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the suffering of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. 
Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word, we do ask that uh, in this passage that we would um, be encouraged in the day that we live. Lord, you have placed us in this moment. Uh, You have uh, made us alive at this time to make a difference where you have placed us here in southern Iowa. Lord, we thank you that you are a God who is in control. We thank you that you that nothing is too hard for you. And um, we thank you for allowing us to know you. We ask that you would guide our time now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So this is the charge that uh, Paul is giving to Timothy as he is confronted with his new responsibilities in leading the church. Uh, he starts out by reminding Timothy of what he has in Christ, of just his spiritual um, his spiritual blessing of growing up in a godly home, and he reminds him of that. Remember, remember what God has blessed you with to begin with. Um, but when we are confronted, when we are facing new things, whether it's a new area of leadership, whether it's uh, new responsibilities, um, many times when, as a parent, you bring that your first child home from the hospital and you get home that first night, there can be a sense of obvious joy, but there's a sense of fear. You know, once I'm once I'm away from that hospital, then there isn't a button to push that a nurse can come and help me if I have a problem right then. And there's a sense of, man, I am responsible for this child, this life. And there can be a sense of fear that overwhelms us with that. And Paul is, is encouraging Timothy here. And he, he starts in, look in verse 7, he says, Remember that God has not given us a spirit of fear. You and I have not been given a spirit of fear. If you look at many religions around the world, they are controlled by fear, by fear. Fear is what fear of if I do this, then I'm going to make the gods angry at me. If I do this, uh, then bad luck will be against me. And fear completely controls everything that they do. This word fear, this spirit of fear He's saying that God did not give him a spirit of cowardice or fearfulness, of being consumed, of maybe you've been in a position where you were just overcome with, uh, with fear. Maybe it was um, the first time you witnessed to somebody in that fear of, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I can't do this. And your, your hands are shaking and your knees are knocking together. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He says, remember what Christ has given you. Uh, Remember the gift that God has blessed you with, the spiritual gift that he has blessed you with. And the gift that God has given you is not one of fear. It is not one of cowardice or shame or weakness. The spirit of God that rests upon us is not one of fear. God did not gift Timothy or gift you and I so that we might be filled with fear, but that we might be filled with faith to use them for his honor and glory. So any fear that I have or cowardice that I have is not coming from God. Its source is probably coming from within me. So he says, verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. But what has he given us? He has given us power. Um, Remember that God has given us great power. Um, 
We do not have fear because we know that God is with you and I. When Joshua was confronted with a new task, a verse that is very familiar, Joshua 1, 9, but God was reminding him, Joshua, you think this is beyond your control, but he says, have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Don't be filled with fear. Do not be afraid or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So the solution, the, the antidote for our fear is remembering that God is with us wherever we go. I don't need to be filled with fear. Uh, we sing that song, how can I fear Jesus is near, he ever watches over me. So if there's moments of fear that creep into our lives, the Lord promised that he would be with me. Why, why am I being filled with anxiety and fear at this moment? So um, I heard somebody say this past week, uh, they said, when fear grips your heart, you need to ask yourself, where is my focus? So when fear is gripping my heart, man, I, I'm just overcome with worry. I need to ask, where is my focus? Turn over to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4, and the end of this chapter in verse 35, uh, we see that uh, Jesus is with his disciples, um, and in verse 35 of chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. So we're going to stop right there. Here's Jesus sleeping in the boat. And what is it that they say? Do you not care that we're all going to die? You know, when we when we read that, uh, you don't get the sense of dread and fear that we're probably. I mean, here they were fishermen. They had seen storms before. Jesus, do you not care that we're all going to die? And here you are sleeping. And Jesus wakes up, calms the storm and look in verse 40. But he said to them. Why are you so fearful? And they're probably like, did you not see the storm? Uh, I mean, if you were awake, you would know why we're. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another. Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? So what was it? Jesus asked them, why are you filled with so much fear? And you have so little faith. So Jesus calmed the storm by his words. He calmed the storm with his words, showing his power. And we know that when God is with us, we do not need to be filled with fear. So don't be filled with fear because of that. And don't be filled with fear because your and my future is secure. Uh, We have a great home awaiting for us. And uh, Jesus said in John 14, don't let your hearts be troubled. Uh, I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again. Don't, don't be filled with worry. Don't be filled with fear. I go to prepare a place for you. 
So we have not been given a spirit of fear, but we have been given a spirit of power. The word here for power is the word where we get our word dynamite from uh, with great power, which you can't go and buy dynamite on. Uh, some of you maybe could buy dynamite when you were younger and remember the, the fun that you had with that amount of power. Um, but we have been given great power. Zechariah verse 4 or chapter 4 and verse 6 says, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Uh, through Christ, we have power over death. We have power over sin. First um, Corinthians 15, where, O death, is thy sting? The sting of death is gone because we have victory in Christ, in the power of, of his resurrection. Um, victory over supernatural forces, that Christ is victorious over all. Um, and because Christ is victorious over sin, you and I are no longer slaves to sin. So the power of the Holy Spirit is at work in you, just as it was in, at work in Timothy. And he was receiving this great call and this great weight of leading the church. And Paul says, the power of God is at work in you. You don't need to be fearful. Know that the Holy Spirit is at work in you. And God is giving you the strength to do what you need to do. So we have not been give, we have been given a spirit of power and of love. Uh, John three sixteen that God so loved you and I that He gave, and the spirit that dwells within you and I is a spirit of love. Love doing what is best for the one love. Love when I am controlled by love of God first and foremost, um, it will control my actions. It will control how I respond. Um, because of love of a child, if a parent sees a child in danger, the parent will put themselves in danger without even thinking about it because of their love for that child. You know, if a, if a child falls into, falls into a swimming pool, even if that parent can't swim, the parent will jump in to try to save them without even thinking. The parent doesn't have to doesn't sit there, well, should I jump in? I might put myself at risk, you know. I might struggle to... There's not a thought process that goes through uh, as a parent. You see your child in danger and you respond immediately. When you and I are filled with the, filled with the love of Christ, it is not, Lord, am I going to serve you in this area? Well, let me see what dangers I might. Let me see what criticisms I might be exposed to. No, our love of Christ is driving us. So if I love God, I don't need to fear serving him or even suffering for his name. And that's what that's what Paul said. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, that because of my love for Christ, I am not going to be ashamed, uh, even if I suffer for his name's sake. In first John four and verse chapter four and verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And that's why we have not been given a spirit of fear, because in Christ we have perfect love. Um, So if I love myself more than God, I will be looking out for my own well-being and not looking out for his glory. Um, So, But if I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I love my neighbor as myself, I will fearlessly serve God wherever he asks or calls me to serve him. So we have been given a spirit of love and we have been given, uh, he says here in verse seven, a sound mind 
or what he means, the wording here means discipline or self-control or judgment. No matter how you put it, we don't like the idea of being disciplined, having self-control. Um, to control oneself in the face of pain or of praise. Now, maybe you've heard this uh, quote, and I looked it up, and I'll, I'll tell you, and then I'll explain. Um, don't let compliments go to your head or criticisms go to your heart. Maybe you've heard that. I looked it up, and I found it. it people were giving given credit to, I found like three or four different people that were credited with that quote. So I don't know who originally said it, but as, as believers, don't let compliments go to your head and fill us with pride, but don't let criticisms go to your heart and ruin um, our service, because if we are doing it for the Lord, that is all that matters. So we have been given a sound mind or discipline, wisdom to show self-control. Uh, there is, uh, every day we are in need of showing self-control in our lives. There's so many things in your life and my life that are beyond our control. And I think that's what we're seeing right now is even things that we thought were within our control, God is showing us clearly they are so much greater. They are beyond my power, my control, but you and I can control our attitude we can control our thoughts. We God wants us to control ourselves. How am I going to respond in each situation that arises? Am I going to give him honor and glory, or am I going to be consumed with self? So um, we have been given a sound mind. A sound mind is one that makes the most of each day given. That makes the most. So today, what is what is the top priority that God has called me to? What is it that is most important? Well, most important, first thing, well, I think I should sleep a little longer today. That's the most important. No, the most important thing is I don't feel like getting up, but I am a person who has, God has given me a sound mind. He has given me self-control. I'm going to get up and I'm going to spend time in the word of God. So we, we should be believers who are practicing self-control. But then we see here, Paul says, Timothy you have been given all these things. Remember, never be afraid to identify with Christ. Never be afraid to identify with Christ. He says, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor even of me, his prisoner. But share with me in the suffering of the gospel according to the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. Then skip down to verse 12. For this reason, I also suffer these things. And even though I'm suffering, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. I'm sitting here in this in this prison and I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Be prepared to suffer for Christ. Be prepared. So uh, if Jesus came and suffered we ought to also expect to suffer for the for the cause of Christ. But remember that our lives are in the power of God. Uh, we, we've, a couple weeks ago, we sang a new song that talks about he will hold me fast, that our lives are in his control. So never be afraid to identify with Christ. And even if we face suffering of various kinds, know that God is in control. 
So God, just as God has blessed Timothy, God has blessed you and I. The fact that we're able to be here tonight, the fact that we have his word in front of us, the fact that he has not given us a spirit of fear, that in him we have power and love and a sound mind, and he has given us discernment that we should apply those today so that we can be a light. Just like Paul was a light, and think of the impact that he have had, God desires to use you and I to, to shine brightly for him so that when people see, man, aren't you, aren't you filled with fear? Why, why do you have hope? Tell me about the hope that is within you. Why, why aren't you worried about the stock market like everybody else? Why aren't you consumed with this or that? Then God gives us those opportunities to share with them why the joy is within us. Because my hope is found in Jesus Christ, not in the things of this world, My hope is found in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, just as Paul reminded Timothy, I thank you for the reminder for us that you have not given us a spirit of fear. Over and over in your word, it tells us, fear not, fear not, fear not, because you are with us. Uh, We have your word that, and I'm so thankful for it, that we see over and over again Fear not, because you are with us. Lord, I, I thank you for that, that promise, that you will never leave us or forsake us. Lord, without you, we would be completely lost and without hope. Lord, I pray that you will use each and every one of us, that we might live a life pleasing to you, and that we would live a life that points people to your goodness, that they might find hope in you as well. Lord, the world today is filled with fear. The world today is hurting, and you have left us here not only to be a light, but to also minister to the needs of those around us. So help us to have the confidence of you. Lord, we thank you that you promised that you would give us the words to say that as we shine for you, that you would uh, fill our hearts and fill our minds, and we say thank you tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.